Vancouver! You are listening to Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio! It is a beautiful sunny Tuesday. We have a holiday coming up. Things are looking good. Okay, so those who've been listening to Neurodiversity Now for a while will know that we're all about raising awareness for this concept of neurodiversity. Neurodiversity basically means the range of differences in individual brain function and behavior traits being regarded as part of the normal variation in human condition rather than being regarded in a pathological sense. In plain English, this basically means that there's no right or wrong way to be, to think, to learn, or to socialize. We're all part of this thing called the human race, and for somebody to be born with a brain that thinks differently than the standard person would think is totally and completely expected and normal, and we would like to convince you that it is really healthy to our society as a whole in terms of advancement, economy, and just everyday happiness. So, over the next few weeks, we're going to be beginning a discussion on terminology and how terminology affects people's understanding of people who are born with minds that think different, um, evolution of terms in our society, the implications that each one has kind of had, and what direction we would love to see everybody go in the future. Okay, so someday before I die, it will be my dream to see the word special needs be taken out of use in the English language. Although most people who use the term special needs use it in a way that's like super respectful and caring and have everybody's best interests in mind, the term itself has evolved into something that I really truly believe is harming our society and the people in it. I would love to convince you over the next few weeks that it's not only harming individuals who are classified as having special needs, but it's also harming our society by keeping us from advancing to our true potential in ways that I've mentioned in previous episodes. So, I would like to start off this discussion by telling a story. It happened when I was in middle school, and I can pretty much guarantee that out of the 600 or so students that were at this assembly, most of them as adults today probably won't remember because in the scheme of things without if you don't look too far into what actually happened it's quite forgettable and regular but okay so it was the last day of school and we were all gathered in the assembly for like our final farewell to the grade eights um and to like hand out year-end awards and to kind of summarize the year and stuff like just the standard like year-end type assembly I'm not 100% sure how schools do it now, but in 2008, there was still like a designated special needs kids classroom. Um, for the sake of anonymity, let's just say it was like Division 10. So Division 10 was the special needs class. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And just for background information, I've got to digress a tiny little bit. Okay. Like, I feel like most people have heard of garbage duty before. Like, when like when one of your classmates is being bad or disrespectful or something, like they get garbage duty at lunch, meaning that, like, you'll see them with those big gloves and their garbage bag and those pincer thingies where they're spending the lunch hour um, basically picking up trash to make up for what they'd done. Um, it was kind of like a punishment where I guess they're supposed to, like, learn from their mistake and be put to work and stuff. Um, yeah, and then, like, whenever you see somebody with those pincers and the buckets and stuff, you'd be like, oh, that kid's on garbage duty, ha <laughs> ha Like, like, nobody wanted garbage duty because it's gross and everyone laughs at you. Okay, 
So throughout the year, um, the students from Division 10, like the special needs class, would always go around. They could always be seen all together as a group walking the hallways, um, going and picking up garbage that people had left behind and collecting bottles in recycling bags, probably for like a good cause. Like I'm sure some, like I'm sure the root idea behind this was coming from a really good place. But every single day after lunch, the special needs kids from Division 10 would always come by with their garbage duty equipment, picking up after everybody else at lunch. We never had like an explanation. We never really found out truly what they did with um, the money that they raised from the bottles or why they were picking up trash, but it was just, oh, the special needs kids are gonna come and pick up the trash. And reliably, we could see the special needs kids walking by with their garbage bags, wearing the gear we all associated with punishment, just picking up after other people, picking up people's garbage. Sadly, I didn't think twice about it. It wasn't until I grew up and started really thinking about things and wondering why I accepted that as normal. I never wondered what they did to be having this, quote, garbage duty thing every day or if they were doing it to raise money for a cause. It never occurred to me. It never occurred to me or my classmates why it was always them. If I picture any of the kids in Mayday Club in the choir, who sing so beautifully and who've got such sweet souls and who are so brilliant and full of potential, being reduced to th that group of people that picks up garbage after people at lunch, it's, it keeps me up at night. When I see any of their faces and I picture any of them, I want them to be surrounded by flowers by fl I want them to be surrounded by flowers, not garbage. Obviously, like, this is, like, kind of a difficult story and a topic for me to talk about, um, but, like, a lot of the older generation don't really understand why it's so important to take this word away, but coming from somebody who is, uh, 25 years old, graduated in 2012, me and my peers, this is our experience, and I want you to know what it's like, and I need you to be aware of what we experienced. And I need you, if you're in my age category, I need you to be aware of what you experienced so that you could be aware of the stigmas that were like unintentionally ingrained into your mind. So back to the story. The whole school is gathered in the gym for the year-end assembly. They had just finished announcing the scholarship winners for grade eight and the best academic achievements. And then, um, all the students in Division 10 stand up and on the screen in front of the school, a PowerPoint starts playing with pictures of um, all the students in the special needs class um, picking up like bottles and stuff throughout the year, pictures of them like posing with like the typical students. And the song that is playing in the background is You Raise Me Up. So for people who kind of need a reminder about that song, um, the chorus goes, you raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. You raise me up to more than I can be. After all the hard work that they had done throughout the year in collecting bottles and stuff and also like in their academics and at home, we, 
as the rest of the school get told that we are raising them up to more than they can be. I remember sitting there and thinking like, what did I do to make them be better than they can be? And I'm sitting there thinking like, well, technically, like I said hi to them in the hallways and like, um, I smile to them every now and then. But does that count as making somebody into more than they can inherently be? I remember that that PowerPoint got a standing ovation at the end because it made everybody feel really good about themselves. Like, just by existing, we had played a part in making these people into something more than what they were born to be. I remember that I didn't stand. Instead, I was sitting there crying and I didn't know why I was crying. It wasn't until well after I had graduated that I actually realized what was wrong. It's that these kids had done our dirty work all year and we were receiving the gratitude. Why? Just because we're different than them? Are we really different from them? In that moment, I can guarantee that we felt so different from the students in Division 10. They were never treated with disrespect in front of us by their teachers. We always saw them. They always had smiles on their faces. But just because of the way that they were presented to us and the things that we saw them doing, we thought that they were so different. And that is the root of so much of the bias that we have in our society today. Did you know that Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, has over 90 different shows produced by over 350 community members? This wide range of programming produced by our diverse group of programmers ensures that we have a show you'll love. We have shows on feminism, spirituality, disability rights, politics, unions, and parenting. We play jazz, indie rock, reggae, blues, and folk. We broadcast in a dozen different languages and have more First Nations programs than any other radio station in Vancouver. Find your show on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. All different, all the time. You're listening to Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. Before the break, I told you like a really, really super sad story um, that kind of leads us into this whole discussion of terminology and the implications that like the way that things are presented have on our society as a whole. I also mentioned that I would love to encourage the disuse of the word special needs in our language because of the fact that it is harmful not only to people who would be classified as such, but to our entire economy, our entire world. Instead, I would love people to embrace the word neurodiversity, to understand that there is no right or wrong way to be born. In the story that I told, I really hope that like, I highlighted how people who are like classified as special needs in school systems and stuff um, are like so, like they're perceived as so different from the average person. But like what about people who are diagnosed with mental health problems like later on in life and require extra support? 
they need extra support, are they having special needs? Like, no, I'm pretty sure not. I'm pretty sure that most people in the world require support and help with mental health at least once in their life. Maybe if there wasn't this concept of, oh, special needs people and like typical people, there wouldn't be such a stigma around requiring help, needing help. Okay, so that is just like one of the many reasons why it is harmful. Okay, so let's kind of move into more of a discussion type thing. So where did the term special needs come from? And like, at what point did it start becoming used as an adjective to describe people? So on the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it refers to special needs as a noun, meaning any of various difficulties, such as physical, emotional, behavioral, learning, that cause an individual to require additional or specialized services or accommodations. I searched a bit deeper and tried to see if I could find special needs as an adjective and not in the Oxford Dictionary or the Merriam-Webster Dictionary or any official dictionaries could I find that word as an adjective. Meaning that there is no such thing as a special needs person, there's only people with special needs. Like, you can't be special needs, you could have special needs, but you can't be special needs. Okay. To break it down even further, the word special on the Cambridge Dictionary means not ordinary or usual. And the word needs on the same website means things that one must have in order to live a satisfactory life. In 1943, some dude named Maslow proposed a hierarchy of needs that all humans have. And to this day, it is still the most widely accepted breakdown of everything that human beings need in order to live a satisfactory life. The two basic needs that he lists are physiological needs, meaning food, water, warmth, and rest, followed by safety needs, security, and safety. Pretty straightforward. If you don't have food and water, you'll die. And like, if you don't sleep, then you'll also die. And then again, if you're not safe, then you won't be safe. So you'll technically die. The next needs that Maslow lists are psychological needs. So belongingness and love, the need for intimate relationships and friends, followed by esteem needs, um, feelings of prestige and accomplishment. The last need that Maslow lists is the need for self-actualization. So the realization of your dreams, um, achieving your full creative intellectual potential. These needs must be satisfied in that order. Like, if you're starving, then you're probably not going to ever become self-actualized until your need for food gets met. I feel like this hierarchy of needs is pretty true in the case of most people. Going back to the Merriam-Webster definition of special needs, um, meaning various difficulties that cause an individual to require additional or specialized services or accommodations, it kind of clashes with the meanings of the words special, meaning out of the ordinary, and needs, meaning things required to live a satisfactory life. People living with disabilities, in the scheme of things, don't have needs, don't have human needs that are outside of the ordinary. They have the same needs. They need water, food, love, friends, fulfillment. It's just that fulfilling these needs is going to look different. In other words, 
based on what the dictionary literally says and what we know about the basic needs that every human being has, their needs are not special. The way they meet the same needs as everybody else has might look different, but the needs, the fundamental human needs are the same. Okay, let's look at the way that different people meet their needs. So for the physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter, meeting these needs living in North America is going to look a lot different than living in, say, a third world country where water and food and shelter are not as readily available. The way different people across the world meet this basic need is different. Same with the needs from the next level up, safety needs. Where you are in the world, how old you are, pretty much all your life circumstances are going to dictate what it looks like for you having your safety needs met. A child living in the Middle East versus an adult living in North America, having their safety needs met is going to be completely different. If you're a kid, pretty much your safety is another person's responsibility. But if you're an adult looking after a child, the child is your responsibility. It's going to look different from person to person, the way you meet that need. As you move up the hierarchy, so love and belonging, then to esteem, then to self-actualization, the differences between person to person are going to get even more vast. We've already talked about how different people interpret friendship from person to person than intimacy and love. People interpret love so differently. And then all the way up to the top, which is self-actualization. The desire to become the most that one person could be, which basically means having your dreams come true. We all dream different dreams. So the deepest and highest need that we have is going to be vastly different from person to person. It's not going to look the same for any two people in the world. So now that we've looked at the different types of needs that each human being has, we can compare that against our definition of the word special, meaning out of the ordinary. Our situations are all so different. There is no ordinary human need other than the classifications, food, water, shelter, esteem. These are our needs. Someone might require a wheelchair ramp to get into the grocery store to buy their food so that they could go home and feed their family and then not starve so that they could go and fulfill their dream of being a painter. Or maybe somebody never learns to read, but they want to become a dad, and so then they need somebody to help them at school as like a scribe, or dictating their work for them so that they can go and get the degree that they want, so they can get a job, and go home and feed their family, and be the dad that they want to be. It's not the person's needs that are out of the ordinary, it's the way that people have to go about getting what they need that varies from person to person. And technically to expand upon that, because we're human, we're capable of accomplishing everything on that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're capable of obtaining food, water, shelter. We're capable of making friends. We're capable of achieving our dreams simply because we're human. So those people that are in the special needs class at school or who are classified as special needs people, their needs are not special. Their needs are the same as everybody's. And once we as a society realize that everybody meets their own needs in different ways, there'll be less stigmatization among people with disabilities, people with mental health problems, people in different countries, different cultures. It's that fundamentally we're the same. And 
That's it. Hi, everyone. I'm Derek White Sky Cloud from AT Matters Radio. I'm on Wednesday nights at 5 o'clock. Vancouver Cooperative Radio is an innovative nonprofit radio station and recording studio with a mission to produce creative and engaging programming for communities whose voices are unrepresented in the mainstream media. We need your financial support to help us achieve this mission. By donating today, you'll help us to continue providing access to training and equipment for over 300 volunteers, produce over 140 hours of original programming in over 10 languages. We strive to provide programming that does not discriminate against people on the grounds of sex, race, age, class, ability, orientation, or anything else. Since 1975, we have celebrated the rich cultural diversity of the greater Vancouver area through our arts, our music, and spoken word programming. Donate today by visiting coopradio.org or calling 604-684-8494. Welcome back to Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio. My name is Ben Simcoe and I'm a professional voice impressionist and neurodiverse person. I love bringing people together through music and laughter, our universal language. Hope you enjoyed this week's impression. What a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white The bright blessed day, the dark second night And I think to myself What a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky Also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how did you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies crying I watch them grow What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful world Oh, yeah Awesome! Okay, so once again, everyone, that was Ben Simcoe, a voice impressionist who is neurodiverse from Abbotsford, BC, singing his cover of What a Wonderful World. And everybody, that is our show for today. Um, although this show wasn't as like upbeat and like hype as it usually is, I feel like this is gonna be an episode that leads us into some great discussions in the future and I'm really super excited to hear what our co-hosts and other Mayday Club members and people in the public have to say about 
the things that I discussed today. As usual, this episode will be available on our website at www.maydayclub.ca, on our Facebook page at Mayday Neurodiversity Now, as well as on Podbean or on your other favorite podcast dabbling websites. And just for funsies, I'm going to end this episode by literally playing You Raise Me Up because one, it's actually a good song, and two, I'm going to dedicate it to everybody in my life who does raise me up. Because the truth is that once we accept that we are integral members of our society and that we need people just as much as people need us, then that way we're capable of being more than we're born to be. We are not raised up and empowered to be more than we're born to be because of any flaw within ourselves. It's because we're human and we are made to work together. And when we work together, We are capable of more than we are capable of alone. You ready?